This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 14, entitled The One with the Gift of Dyslexia, Carl Peter Delu yearns to get his two research studies off the ground, but has encountered several roadblocks. His use of ingenuity and sheer grit steers him in the right direction to find the synchronicity in all things. Hi, Carl. Hi, Savio. Thank you for having me on your, on your sure. show. So what would you like coaching on today, Carl? Well, uh, I've written three books. Uh, one of the th- uh, three books is called The Health Spring Code. And I discovered that the issue with health is meat, dairy, and eggs. So not only uh, the longevity nations that I studied, but in particular the Hunza Kats in northern Pakistan that lived disease-free until 1960-ish, and then they were westernized, and then they got all the kind of diseases. Um, they didn't eat meat, dairy, and eggs. And then also the China study in the mid-80s, um, sorry, mid-70s, the premier in China got cancer, and with Oxford University and Cornwall University in States, they surveyed 96% of the Chinese population, and the outcome was the cause for cancer was meat, dairy, and eggs. So um, the diet I now follow is a vegan diet, which is vegan and fish. You must probably know the vegetarian, which is vegetarian and fish. Uh, it's a vegan and fish and 70% organic so I cut out uh, most of the pesticides and there's other interventions but what I found in my uh, research is you know a nutritionist talk about six things so they talk about minerals vitamins water carbohydrates carbs um, protein and fats uh, protein is a myth because I tested with amino acid test my protein levels. And you think of it, it makes sense because if you're on plant-based and, and fish, you, you know, the plant, uh, cattle and so on eat uh, plant-based as well. So it's a bigger, massive myth. Uh, fats with fish, you get your good fats, your omega fats. Um, 
carbs, uh, I go for rice, potato, uh, sort of the gluten-free products, any gluten-free products. So that leaves water. Water, I've got a strong section on in my book, section nine. Not to ionizer, as the alkaline industries say, but uh, uh, a structured water device. And then it leaves mineral and vitamins, and the two sort of dance together. Now, there is a seventh one, which is pH in the body, which is uh, your blood runs at seven, uh, uh, 7.365 pH. If it goes up and down by 0.5 pH, you die. So your blood, your lungs, and your kidneys are regulated. So all meat, dairy, and eggs are slightly it's alkaline, but it's acidic forming in the body. It's called a pearl score. All um, uh, fruit and veg are slightly, either slightly acidic, like a lemon, 3 to 4 pH, or alkaline, like a broccoli, but they're all alkaline forming in the body. Seafood is slightly alkaline and acidic forming in the body, but the two put together is like 80% alkaline forming, which is good. So there's four minerals, alkaline minerals, that's an important one. It's sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. So when your body, when you eat Mediterranean eggs uh, or drink it and your body is acidic, it has to find, your blood, lungs, and your kidney has to find alkaline minerals. So with because of certain people's genes, if it's, it goes for the calcium in the bones or the teeth, so osteoporosis or myeloma cancer and things like that, magnesium is uh, in the muscles, so it goes for, so there will be muscle diseases and stuff like that. Um, sodium and potassium, I don't know anything about it, but when I research cells, in and outside the cell is an interplay between sodium and potassium. So... It just says to me, most probably cancers, that's where it can evolve. Because if your body, that's now acidic body, is looking for sodium or potassium, it's going to mess up your cell structure completely. So I, in my lifetime, I would like to pull off two studies. And this is now getting to your question. One is called um, Minerals in Plant Study. So I've been contacting agricultural universities. So if any listeners that's in an agricultural university or know someone, please get in touch with me. Um, and it is to show how we can increase the minerals in soil. Like the farmers in the west of Ireland used to put seaweed in their soil. It's increasing the minerals, but we need to increase it far more. And so that the plants can absorb more minerals. So the longevity nations have recorded between 20 and 100 times the minerals in their food. And that, minerals, is everything. Um, even when you, they say when you pass over and you cremate it, all that's left are minerals. It's like a car engine. You need every single piston to fire, every single mineral and vitamin. But not supplementation. Supplementation is bad because... Even, say, half is made by drug companies, by scientists, so it's not at the nation tended, so your body, it's foreign thing. And the other half, even if it comes from organic food, 
nature doesn't elementize into vitamin A and stuff like that. So it needs to be done that way. So that is a, st- uh, a study I want to get off the ground, and I'm struggling to, to, to get off the ground. The other study, and, and just out of interest, like, so going vegan is the right thing to do in the long run or medium to long run, but currently not the right thing to do because as soon as I went vegan, like nine years ago, my mineral vitamin levels just fell. I tested it with uh, a urine, uh, a saliva, and blood test. I, w- I was actually in Dublin, Ireland at this stage. I went to, I flew to London just for the test at, at BioLab. It cost me over 500 pounds at that time. And interesting enough, this is a, just an interesting little fact, with my nutritionist in Ireland, I sent off urine tests. Or, or was it urine? I think it was, yeah, I think it was urine. Or saliva, one of the two, to get a cheap test, 50, 60 uh, euro. And it's for to test my amino acids and my proteins, and it was fine. But from that test, it can tell you what mineral vitamins you lack. And it's interesting that that test showed the same results as an expensive Tests, all expensive tests. Any case, so um, the Netflix movie, The Game Changers, have proven that the gladiators, Roman gladiators, were vegeta- vegetarians. And, but they must have had copious amount of minerals in their food. Um, the other reason why I promote a vegan diet is because vegan and fish is because for people that's on meat, dairy, and eggs, to move straight to vegan is too big a push, uh, a jump. So for the next 20 years, I'm going to promote a vegan diet, but you need to get the study of the ground. Then the second study, and, I, uh, and the uh, minerals and plants study, I've only been busy now for six months trying to look for research universities. The other one I've been looking for about seven years, and that's called the Let's Live Longer Now study. I want to, over 36 months, show the world how we can reverse three diseases, easy ones, osteoporosis, multiple sclerosis, and cystic fibrosis. So osteoporosis, we already discussed, uh, the calcium and bones. Um, cystic fibrosis is all to do with the lungs. So my asthma disappeared within nine months after being on a vegan diet. Um, multiple sclerosis, when I... And as far as I know, only only person that's got this theory that I would like to prove is when I researched all of these things and I found out that multiple sclerosis people have got a myelin sheath over their nerves. And what happens is the myelin sheaths deteriorate and the nerves then touch and they call it cross chatter or something like that. So it's like electrical wire that's got this insulation around it, insulation disappears. And I immediately knew that myelin sheath is going to be alkaline because the because of the genes that uh, multiple sclerosis people, because of the acidic diet, media and eggs, now has to find for their genes um, alkaline minerals. And I was right, it was 90% alkaline minerals. I forget what uh, alkaline mm-hmm. was. So those three diseases, and I want to add uh, COVID uh, to that now as well. Okay. So in uh, I'm, I'm just finishing off now. At end of 2017, I finally got a university in Dublin, a professor coming back, 
and it says they've shown through fitness and certain minerals that it improves health. And then I was very excited. We had a meeting, and then we had another meeting with Enterprise Island for the funding side, and then it just went quiet. And I know what happens. Well, I think I know what happens is that the universities start clocking on the research side that drug companies pay for their a lot of their research. And then in January 2019, I got a very famous London University, same thing. But this time I got a study, a draft study out of it, and I filled it in as a study for something else. So I've got a draft study already. I had a statistician work out we only need seven people. You've got a control group and an intervention group per group, per um, uh, disease. Uh, and yeah, just ready to go. So anyone is listening, anyone in a research university, anyone in the world, it's got to be a recognized uh, uh, research university. Uh, please go to my web, the website, um, Let's Live Longer Now. It's llnow.info, three L's now, or one, dot info. And at the end of the website, I show how an alkaline study went wrong. They made five major mistakes and 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 how we're going to fix it so yes it's those two studies that i would like to get uh, off the ground great so what i'm hearing from you is that you've written three books and right now you're sort of in the stages of putting out these two studies but there's some stumbling blocks is that correct yes great. so what would be a really great outcome for today's conversation if well, uh, good question. Uh, what would be a really good outcome is if somehow magically work out how to get research universities to take on these two studies. Okay, so the great outcome would be how to magically get the research companies to take on these studies. Is that correct? That will be outcome. I, I just want to say I believe in synchronicity. I wrote my three books, with, uh, starting with the clean slate. That is the big advantage. I wasn't pre preconceived. And synchronicity. It's only at the end of my third book that I started at the London College of Psychic Studies. I was taught to, to communicate with the spirit world. And I asked, most people asked to speak to the uh, angels and so on. I asked to speak to the creator. So right at the end, but I've used uh, those techniques and uh, I know things happen for a purpose and they happen at the right time. So I'm continuing with now podcast to, to promote my three books. I, I, uh, I've actually got 12 topics on a, a website called lightsurfers.me. Light is the light of the creator, surfers, all one word with the S, dot me. And it's promoting those three books and anyone can ask three questions to the creator and then I sell the follow-up email, I sell my master plan for life uh, that uh, I've created for my life to people at 10 for 10 pounds. So the outcome, so I, I do believe, so the outcome for today would just be uh, any reinsurance. I know as long as you get in line, stay in line, and don't get out of the line before you get to the front, get, get in the queue. I'm happy with that. So, Carl, I'm, I'm curious. 
in your life, have you ever faced a similar roadblock? Um, if I can just ask you a roadblock of getting of what? Yeah, you mentioned that you really want to get these two studies, but you're finding that sometimes there's all these sort of hindrances to getting that done. I'm just curious in your life, you know, the many years you've lived, have you ever encountered such a thing where there's an opposing force that's stopping you? Well, you know, I'm 57. I grew up in Pretoria, South Africa, and uh, in the 60s, 70s, and I suppose all countries in the world in the 60s, 70s uh, didn't diagnose dyslexia. So I could never read, write a spell properly. My older brothers all had A's in languages and stuff. So as a dyslexic person, uh, and I only admitted that I'm dyslexic in front of my daughter when she was tested, for, uh, and, and she's mild dyslexic. And so my whole life, I've always struggled in the educational system. And then when I was like 19, 20, that's when I was selling. That happens to a lot of dyslexic people. So on your question, like I, I'm, I, that's one of the gifts of dyslexia. Uh, I, my, one of my books is called The Gift of Dyslexia because I've shown uh, there's a study that shows that dyslexic people use the right side of the brain by Sally Sayworth. FMRI studies that put you down the tunnel. And dyslexic associations try and make dyslexic people left brain-minded, which is the sequential side, which you, your marks improve them. And they literally use traditional products of more reading and writing. And after a year, they show with the FMRI putting the, uh, studies that they start using the left side of the brain. So that's one of the things that I promote, the gift and the science, because there's so many gifted dyslexic people, four years, presidents, Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, you, you name it. So I've, it's one of the gifts and that gift of, of struggling is, means I can get difficult things done because my three books are like, I call it whistleblower books. Marketing guy, I mentioned, call it disruptor. It's sort of going, if everyone's going north, I'm going south. Not for a reason, but it just so happens. So they're very difficult to sell. So, and I've got enough things going on to just sit it out and, and just, you know, I use affirmations. Uh, so if you keep on planting flowers, then there's no space for weeds. And it's, I don't see it as a, I just keep on plugging away. Yeah. So in your experience with dyslexia, what would be three things that you found as kernels or golden nuggets? Um, well, a dyslexic, there's no proof of what I'm going to say now, but there was a strange and lazy uh that showed she, 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 on a pool table, she put a pack of cards. And she said, yes, it is uh, a non-dyslexic person. Say, so, okay, ask the non-dyslexic person, which I know I use, know from the studies, use the left side of the brain. Get the ace of hearts. So that's the sequential side, ace of hearts. And the person get it then she took a pack of cards and she scrambled it all over the pool table and she says to the dyslexic person now get the ace of hearts 
So the dyslexic person needs to go through the whole pack to get the ace. So that's a big negative. And I, I, I know that sort of analogy makes sense because when I was at school, they thought they teacher asked the question and then discussed the answer. If you're really on the second question, I'm still thinking of the first question, never mind the answer. Now, that's a that's a negative in the educational system. But the positive is you've got to go through the whole pack of cards. So a dyslexic person can see things more holistically and the full picture. I've always known that I can see things that others others cannot. So that's number one. So what you sorry, what is your question again? Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, you mentioned that it's, you know, dyslexic person can see some things others cannot. I'm just wondering if there's any sub like life lessons from dyslexia that has served you well. Um, the life lesson is just that For me, I'm more trying to now speak about it, and I've got podcast to how it can help others. Because if your environment is correct and you nurture it, like uh, I had my two grannies uh, read uh, stories for me, and they assisted me out of school. Um, and for my daughter, we got a fantastic method called the Davis's method, because Ron David realized there's 250 shapes that's got no shape to it. There's 250 words that's got no shape to it. Like a horse has got a shape to it, but the word up has got no shape to it. So you build these clay shapes and take a photo of it. And then you take up, my daughter builds up, and then she puts an arrow up towards it and then take a photo of it. You put it in an album. And she did about 30 of these. And then it was miraculous because she was taken out of the class. And then within three months outside the school, we got help and we got her back in the class. So the my environment was correct. There's so many people. There's um, studies that shows us up to 50% of, of the London prison population has signs of dyslexia. So if you're not in the right environment, brought up in the right environment, that can help you with your dyslexia. Because dyslexia is a massive gift. Like, if you've got a brain that Einstein has, you, you don't want to be sequentialized to, to, to use your left side. Left side is also a gift. To be sequential is quite a gift on its own right. So uh, what it taught me is your environment is important. Richard Branston had a very support. He's most, probably the most famous dyslexic person alive today. He had a very supportive family. So it taught me that the environment that kids grow up is so critical that they need to be nurtured and, and helped. Um, however, that if you struggle, it's actually a gift because it helps you in later life to, to see things through. That's one of the things. Uh, I met my brother from, he's now Cayman Islands, but recently, and he said to me, one of the things that I'm very good at is never to give up, which is very interesting that he said it. And um, I actually now put it on my CV, getting difficult things done. Carl, I know that dyslexia physically resides in the brain and, and the mind, but growing up with dyslexia, did you feel it anywhere else in your body? I, no, I, I did not. The, 
you know, I, I, I must just say, I'm constantly talking about the brain, but um, I now know, and I've got a chapter in my dyslexia code that discusses this, is that we've got the human energy fields around us and chakras, and our mind is the third layer. So, and that, so our brain is really like a, a, a mobile phone. The voice doesn't come from the mobile phone. It comes from somewhere else. So I'm, our, I now know our mind, and this is what I can't understand why science haven't taken on to this, why they're not studying the human energy field and chakras. So in the uh, electromagnetic ra uh, range, our eyesight is, only, is less than 1% of the whole electromagnetic range. But we all know that there's a radio wave and it carries information, but we can't see it. And so 99% of all these waves, we cannot see, but they're there. Now, gifted people can, some gifted people can see the chakras and the human energy fields. So when you are, and, and, and from different societies, and this to me is the most important item to be researched in our lifetimes. But on your question, um, I now know that the mind, which is actually sitting outside our bodies, one of the layers, is actually where it all is. And it's all in your – and the – for my universe code book, which I researched – my dyslexia code book, I reached for six months. Houseberry code, another six months. My universe code book on world peace and the universe took me seven years. And it I had a million words – when I was finished with all my research from going to events and books and stuff and then I had to I just spent six months 17 hours a day just whittling two thirds of it out so I sat with a third of a million before I chucked it in 20 odd chapters and then removed half of it and but the reason why I mentioned that is uh, I, I, my, my thought process sometimes moves away I had a reason for mentioning that is it's to do with the mind somehow I forget now Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned something very curious to me is that your brother said that you're someone who doesn't give up. How do you think you could use that to your advantage in progressing with these studies? Well, you know, one of my favorite uh, sayings is by Thomas Edison. And it says, um, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. So 1% idea, 99% sweat. So if you have grew up at school having to struggle, it's already a benefit. And even more than other people, I, when I take something on, I just don't give up. But it's gone further than that because I sort of woke myself up in 2010, 2011, uh, my, uh, I was a quantity surveyor, so an accountant in the building industry, then went into property, then went to Ireland, Southern Ireland, and you had the Celtic years, and then you had the August 2007 subprime crisis, the worldwide subprime crisis, which you know, only really hit the world in 2008. And I lost, uh, through one property in Dublin, everything. It was like a domino effect the next three years, property prices went down between 50-100%. But that woke me up. And then when I started waking up, I uh, discovered this guy called John Dimatini, and he, he's 
discussing a book called Inspired Destiny with the seven areas of life, which he coined spiritual, mental, vocational, familiar, social, physical, and one other. And I always thought I'm in the physical family, familiar side. But then I discovered I'm actually highly spiritual. So then you say, okay, I want to, I want to, then do what I should be, uh, I was born to do, my reincarnation plan, because I've now discovered that reincarnation was taken out of the Old and New Testament just by and by, and it's in the is is in the Quran. Muslims just need to Google it because the Quran is such a high scientific document; they just haven't looked for it. They're discovering new things that's coming out of Quran constantly. And so it's gone further in that it's become a life mission. Now, I could certain life missions, and I've got a master plan for life, which is 56 pages long. Again, John Demartini's got this three-day event called Master Plan for Life. But I sell my plan for £10 on lightsurface.me. Uh, people can ask three questions for free to the creator, and then they don't have to buy it, but they can buy yeah. one, and then they can take my answers out and fill their own one in. Yeah. So it's... It's this lecture has given me a lot of um, willpower struggle, but it's gone way beyond that. How could you possibly get individuals to support you in these two studies? So the problem is that, as I've mentioned, that so let's talk about the second study first. Let's look longer study that are one of these three diseases plus coronavirus. The research universities are funded by the drug companies, and they're highly powerful. And so you had, in the 1900s, you had Louis Pasteur, a rich guy, very uh, outgoing and so forth. And he had, you know, pasteurization from him, but he came up with the germ theory. And that's why we've got drugs today, which is fantastic. If I'm in an accident, I want drugs, thank you very much. But we've got to get to the cause. So you, there's a cause, you get a symptom, which is a disease, and then the drugs treat the symptom. We need to get to the cause, to the source of it. On, but Louis Pasteur had a compatriot, and Antoine Picamp, I don't know how to pronounce it, quiet guy, and he came with the theory of it's all the terrain. So if your body is non-toxic and alkaline in effect, you cannot have any diseases. On Pasteur's deathbed, his son found the notes that Pasteur said, become God of right. It's all the terrain. So on that second study, less longer study, when, you've, when, when medical people have gone through a six, seven-year medical course and they've just spent an average of, say, one day through the whole course on nutrition, the patterns that there's in my dyslexia code book, I talk about the patterns. When you're born, you've, you've got these patterns that's put into your, uh, it's like the environment. If you put the wrong patterns into your mind, they stay there because these patterns that's put in your mind, you then compare everything in life with these patterns. And so medical people, to convince them that diet can cause coronavirus is like, it's just completely out of their mindset. They're in a left mind, sequential mindset. It's, it's just not something that's doable. So 
how uh, I've been to my local MP. I'm in Plumstead, London, UK. My local MP, she did a, we did a virtual, what they call a surgery. I've, she's written to me very kindly. I've written back to her. I attached a study in an email. Um, I've, she said she can take it forward. I, uh, um, the, the guy that ran for, uh, president uh, for for prime minister in the UK uh, with Boris Johnson. Uh, forget his name now. Um, he's now in charge of the Health Select Committee here in the uh, in the UK. Um, he his office came back to me. I wrote to them. I've tried many different things, and they put me in touch with Nice, which is linked to the NHS. I send the document to them, and they just come back and said this is not something to do. This morning. So, so end of last year, there's a, a thing called Trinity Challenge, where they want to beat COVID, and 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 my study is also part of that. And um, I went for the study. I haven't heard anything. And then there was a talk this morning for the next stage. So I I went on the pot on the uh, Zoom, and they talked about it. Um, and in the chat box, I talked about I put this uh, a question because they said they'll answer everyone's questions. I put a question in. Is there any chance for a diet study? They didn't even read out the question. I went on LinkedIn with one of the ladies that spoke. I never got an answer. So the medical side on that study, um, at some point, you see, I can't just do the study on my own. I haven't even got the money but uh, to do it, but uh, we can go crowdfunding. I want to go crowdfunding with Triodos Ethical Bank. They've got a crowdfunding section. So that side of um, problem. But I need a recognized research university. I can't do it my own because unless you have a recognized research university, the study is worthless in my view. Yeah. So on your question, just to, uh, with the uh, pl- uh, minerals in plant study, that one I only started in the last six months or so, there I see more of a chance because I'm going to agricultural universities. So that that is, uh, I've got a higher hope on that side. So on your question, so just ask the question again, please. Yeah, I just wanted to know, is there any sort of social support or any way you can get your message out? Well, so what I'm doing is um, I'm now marketing my three books on Amazon. I spend about 250 pounds a month doing it. Uh, I'm selling like 50 pounds a month. So in uh, my books, I've all published in 2017, uh, Kindle on Amazon. So I updated them over Christmas period. So they're now early 2021 updated. And in the Housespring Code, when it came to minerals, I asked people in there, what I'm discussing now, if they can come forward. And at the end of the book, I think it's the end of the the Housespring Code, I also asked them for the study, the importance of the study. So I put it in my books now. I've, um, on the 1st of January this year, 2020, I've, start a podcast and actually this is how we linked in and I've now had talks on that and in the talks like I'm talking to you now on it um, I'm just asking uh, anyone to come forward yeah. as I say I've done what I've done in the past um, yeah. and so I'm you mentioned just, yeah sorry I'm sorry no no I'm sorry good no no I'm finished so so all I all I can do is just uh, get in line, stay in line, and yeah. don't get out of the queue, and, and just keep on plugging away. 
Yeah. So you mentioned a few things. You mentioned that you have YouTube. You said you just started a podcast. You said you are submitting your materials. Um, can I offer you a resource? Yes. Yeah. So there's an app called Clubhouse. It's gaining a lot of traction here in the States. Basically, it's an audio chat um, app. And basically, you set up a group. People just listen in. You can have speakers. You control it. But there's people listening to what the person has to say. It's no video. It's just audio. And people go in and out of different rooms. It's called Clubhouse. It's one word. Okay. Well, that sounds... So I don't host anything. I'm not a technical guy at all. All the podcasts I've done is other people have hosted me like tonight. So can you... So, okay, I'll Google... Clubhouse app is this just on your mobile phone or can you do yeah it computer? no it's it's just on a mobile phone and it's only okay. iPhones it's not it's not for Android phones at all oh the other day I I got a ethical phone called oh. I, uh, a Fairphone three okay. which is a Dutch company and it's it's all ethical mm. so it's I mean not maybe they opened it up but as of when it launched it was um it was pretty I'm just trying to think of different channels um you know from what you mentioned that could be a way to Get your message across. Yeah, well, no, th uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. Sure. Yeah. So, how would you handle? Let's say you know you said you submitted it um, recently, and you're just waiting back. How, how how would you handle an obstacle that came your way? Well, I don't see. You know, you've got yin and yang, and I'm a total believer. For every negative, there's a positive. Scientists know it. So I don't see obstacles as such. Mm. I just go with synchronicity. I, I, I just uh, I just keep on plugging away. And at some point, like, you know, the, the Trinity Challenge, I was watching. Uh, so in the lockdown, I was on lockdown here in London. I was watching more TV. I was watching Sky. I heard about Trinity Challenge. If if I was working up to March last year, I was working as Conosphere, I wouldn't have never seen that program. So I've actually got more time now to look for avenues and uh, I just keep on plugging away. You know, I've just started now with podcasts. I've now got 12 topics on my lightsurface.me, and for the rest of my life, I want to talk on that 12 topics. Um, I've now got, I spoke today to my publisher, so they're doing an article that's going to go in a UK uh, publication, yeah. and then I'm going to, uh, which one of them is the minerals. It's called Why Minerals is Everything in Health. So it's 12 topics. And then I'm going to take that article and go to universities in the UK and US and uh, through Twitter campaigns that I pay them, hopefully for free, but I'll say I'll pay them. Uh, if they've got 5,000 students, whatever, do a little campaign, for, say 10 tweets, and um, uh, also going to the event managers, event people within the university, say, I want to speak on my talks. And then hopefully uh, start gaining traction. You know, the, the other thing is on my uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter accounts, I've only got like three to 400 people. But from 1st January this year, I'm now starting to push that. So hopefully... You know, in a few years' time, it will be a thousand, you know, each and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just what I've learned is you've got to start somewhere and believe in the butterfly effect mm. and 
fortunately, it's not only these two studies I've got on, you know, um, as I say, the podcast and various other things I'm trying to uh, do. And I've got enough on the go to stay very, very active and just stay in the queue. Yeah. Can I offer you another resource? Okay. Yeah. Have you set up any Google alerts on what you do? It's a great way to find out what others are doing and maybe to connect with them. Okay, so on just having a second on Facebook, I try. I had a Facebook guy. I tried to promote my dyslexia book and so on, and it didn't work. I I, I had my Housemate Code book uh, also before, and it didn't work. Google, I've tried Google AdWords, and it didn't really work. I found success with Amazon because I've got three books. So when I've got a keyword like dyslexia, I've got dyslexia book or dyslexic book. That's where I found success because the keywords is very key to the dyslexia code book. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my universe code book or the husband code book, it's not so successful because I haven't, although my husband code book is called, uh, it's the husband code and then the subtitle is what longevity is know about living disease free and we don't. I can put in longevity and I do get hits and I do get purchases but it's not a tenth as successful as my dyslexia book. Yeah. So I've realized actually when you sometimes want to write a book, I didn't do it this way around, your subtitle is really very important. But just out of interest sake, just for listeners, what I've discovered because in uh, January, uh, no, sorry, December, January, I had an Amazon book marketing expert that I paid for and he helped me. And it was very useful because in the Kindle book, I didn't fill in all the details on the author details per book, and there's certain things I didn't do. What I found out is right to the end of the book, I didn't ask people to leave reviews. So I've done that now. That was part of my update. Um, and it's all about getting the sales, but also getting your reviews. Hmm. So there's dyslexia books there that don't have to advertise. they always in the top five. Whenever I put in dyslexia in the US or UK, they're always there. So yeah. what do I now need to do? I need to spend money. I need to get my reviews, and, and they are starting to come through now. Uh, but some have been around for many, many years. They've got like 900 reviews. Like I'm on eight or nine, you know, so I'm, a, I'm at the beginning. Mm. I need to pay. I need to get to a stage where I don't have to advertise anymore, and my book is – can be up there so it's you you have to go through that sequence so okay coming back to google alert i don't know anything about google alert yeah so google alert is not google adwords it's basically you go to google for alert you put in keywords that you're interested in and they send you anything news articles video whatever relating to that particular keyword it's just a great way for the system to do research rather than you spending time doing the research. Um, but how is that going to help me? So I put the keywords, it sends me articles. Like I've written three books now. I want to talk about things. I don't want to read about things anymore because I spent 10 years just researching. Yeah. That's what I did. No, but it could be a way just to connect with other people. Let's say it's industry, um, you know, academics or whatever the case uh-huh. may be. It's just, just an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So I put in the keywords and then I can get – information back and then I can contact those people 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a, I've never heard about that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, great. All right, so Carl, we're pretty much at time, but I'm just curious. In the beginning till now, is there any sort of clarity that you feel like you received before we transition into the uh, interview portion? Well, so far I've just been talking, and uh, the the thing that I've taken out of this is this Google alert. To be straight with you, um, that's. That to me is is so far what I, it's always good to discuss things, uh, but the thing the takeaway for me that I would at this point take out of it is to is the Google alert. So uh, you always take something out of anything. So it's that's been useful. Excellent. So tell my audience uh, more about you and and your work. Well, the thing is, I've already. Told your audience quite a little bit about my, <laughs> about my uh, myself and my uh, and my work. So, you know, I'm I'm from Pretoria, South Africa. Came uh, to London, UK when I was 25. Uh, charter corner surveyor. Um, uh, when I was in South Africa, I dreamt to, not a dream, but I sort of visualised having a corner surveying practice in London. And then many years later, there I was. Uh, in South Africa, my father was one of the biggest, built up one of the biggest cornerstone practices when he, with his then partners. And after three years of working for a UK practice, I started with other partners here in London uh, to a London practice. Um, and then started going into property. With my ex, my three kids, we moved to, to Dublin, Ireland. Um, there, I extended myself massively. Although I did a before then, I did a MSc. I, I did a, had a quantitative degree from Pretoria University of South Africa. Then at South Bank University, London South Bank University, I did an MSc in property development, stroke project management. I got greedy and I invested completely incorrectly. I got caught up in the Celtic Tiger that pulled me under, and that and other things. Uh, cost me my my marriage. I cheated on my wife once a year, uh, which I then told her she knew nothing about it. When when I woke myself up, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I, I started researching. I found people like Tony uh, um, Tony. What's the, what's this guy with the U.S. name? Tony Robbins. Robbins, uh, and that it's important. The big take I got from him that it's to join a charity. I joined a charity. Now understand how important this is to join a charity because Kabbalah.com says that it's all about giving and sharing. So a beggar, you should never give money to a beggar. A beggar should go and wash dishes in, the, in a, a, a shelter because then they're giving. So if you join a charity, you are giving when you're down and out. And that's the best thing you can do is just, is just give. So, um, yeah, John Dimitino had a huge influence me on the master plan for life. And then I set myself massive challenges. And one of my 12 topics is how to think big. That's one of the most important things. Most people think too small. So how to go for it big is my topic. I'm not saying necessarily I'm going to make it big, but I've certainly gone for a big. And it's thinking big. So the only thing I admire for Trump is that he can think big. Don't admire anything else. You can really think big. Say to all audiences, think massive and then start with small steps. You can achieve far, far more. So I'm in that stage. And um, 
Yes, so uh, it's... What's your biggest biggest sort of dream? Well, when I was in January 2011, sitting uh, John Martini at this Master Plan for Life event in Houston, Texas, and 200 people on the computers, 2,000 questions. Spiritually, things come through. It's amazing. And the biggest thing that came through to me was that I want to uncover the mystery of the universe and they are to tell the world. And at that stage, I didn't even know what it's, or how, how I'm going to do this. So um, it ended up that after that was 2011 by 2017 I've cracked it so just so interesting like I went to another guy uh, just before I say how I cracked it is I went to another guy in Austin Texas a guy called Keith Cunningham he lost everything in property and then he listened to Tony Robbins tapes and whatever and then he now teaches people how to hold on to their money making money is easy holding on to it is more difficult and when you arrive at his event, he had an event called Flying Solo, which he doesn't do anymore. He's now got another event called um, uh, MBA, five-day MBA. He teaches, it's like, so um, he, he really likes um, the guy, Warren Buffet or Buffet, I always forget how to pronounce it. Warren always invests in companies that has a track record, but they fault it. And then he goes in and he buys biggest proportion and he puts new management and then he fixes it. So he knows how to fix it. So he kind of really teaches people that now. But I went to event flying solo, which he stopped. I don't know why he stopped. But when you arrived at this event, you get two armbands. Is the quality of the question you ask and get in line, stay in line. And that's the one linked to Thomas Edison quote. Now on the it's the quality of the question I found. I've since discovered that in a lot of spiritual research, the quality of the question, because Kikarim uh, always talks about it's thinking time, like a Japanese thinking guy. And if you can get the question, that's the most important. So Albert Einstein dreamed the relativity theory, then he had to work it out. Newton saw the app and falling, whatever. It's the quality of the question. So. In my research, I obviously discovered the string and string theory, which is uh, scientists have proved it 100%. No one can see it, but they they know the smallest, how everyone is made up is just strings. So far, far, far smaller like uh, than a, so if an atom is the side of the solar system, uh, the string is the size of a tree. It's, it's so small and all vibrating strings, that's it. It's just different vibrations. So they know it. And then in CERN, between Switzerland and France, they've got the glider glider where they found the God particle. What's it, five years ago, whatever. Now that should really be called the creator particle. Is a specific reason for that. So now I've got the creator particle, in brackets, God particle, and the string things theory, the string and string theory. And the biggest question I've ever asked in my life, oh yeah, so... In the interim, I've been taught to speak to the creator by automatic writing. It's quite profound. So now I knew through Keith Cunning and the others, is the quality of the question. So my question to the creator was, is the string in string theory the creator particle? 
And the creator said yes. And so that we that we all linked. That's why the coronavirus, all thoughts are linked. Coronavirus can mutate because we all linked somehow. And so if there's any scientists, you know, this is the biggest. So so that is the biggest thing contribution in this lifetime I, I want to make is uncovering the mystery universe, which is that. And I want to tell talk about it for the rest of my life. That's excellent. Um, for someone just listening and sort of still thinking small, how do you, what, what pearls of wisdom can you give them to, to think bigger? Well, uh, I ended my 30-year Qantas or counted in the building street, because Qantas is really a Commonwealth country thing. But there are Qantas in America. Um, I ended it on two massive jobs, like quarter of a billion pounds, and that, that was just the phases. And when those jobs, the big jobs were the easy jobs, because they big jobs financially, so to pay for the consultants in a percentage term is less a percentage than for smaller jobs. So there's more money. With that money, the client can hire better quality consultants. And then thirdly, if you work on that project, especially if myself being dyslexic and not having numerous spread uh, people, you work with say 10 consultants because you've got some more consultants like noise consultants and traffic consultants, which you won't necessarily have on a smaller job. Smaller, but normally otherwise I would have worked on five jobs with seven consultants, so 35. So now instead of working with 35 consultants on five jobs, I'm working with 10 consultants on one massive job. Much better sourced, blah, blah, blah. And so the bigger the thing is, the easier it is. Now, um, but obviously with that could be risks as well if you're a property investor or something like that. Now, when it came to the Master Planning for Life event in January 2011 in Houston, Texas, I went to John Martini for the three days when you, you just typed away your answers to the question. Um, he Every hour or two, he would come in. And at one of those instances, he said to the audience, and I, uh, myself, one of them, when you look down on the earth from the universe, so have a perspective from the universe down to the earth. So the biggest takeaway I can give is when you plan something, you must have a master plan for life. You can buy mine for £10 and you can take out my answers and put your own in. But I suggest, and I say that, go to John Martinez event. It will be far more expensive, but it's really fantastic. You have to have a master plan for life. Write it down. I tinker on it once a year now. And you'll be amazed after a year how many things have started happening. Put it in the ether, put it in the clouds, put it in a computer and think big and then you have to have affirmations if you haven't got affirmations you're not going to make it because the affirmations uh, your subconscious mind cannot reject any instruction you give it so because people your friends your family are going to doubt you because they look through things the you know john martini's seven areas of life they look at things values through certain prism 
They cannot see that you're highly spiritual and that you want to make the world a better place and that you're going to make money out of it. They can't see how you're going to make money out of selling a dyslexia book or having a dyslexia event that you want to give for free of charge now. So overcoming that fear of your family and friends is one of the most important things. And to, I used to start, and Tony Robbins have got things in his tapes and Johnny Martini, Inspire Destiny have got affirmations. Make up your own affirmations. In the beginning, I had 50 affirmations that I read daily. It's so important, uh, affirmations, because if you ask, you receive. Ask and you'll see through synchronicity. Things will just come through you. People talking, things just happening. Ask and you'll receive. Yeah. So before we close, just uh, tell my audience where they can find you again on the on the internet or on social media. So I mentioned another website, but really my main website is lightsurfers.me. So it's light as the as the creator, surfers like surfing the waves wave with the s at the end all one word light surface dot me dot m e and then on there i've got 12 questions uh 12 topics and i've now posted a lot of podcasts i'm gonna uh, uh post your podcast i need to decide under what topic um i, I think most probably um the think big topic um and they all free and then at the bottom, for free, you can ask the creator any three questions, up to three questions. And then uh, I will answer them because I can touch type, fortunately. And then uh, I'll give you the option to buy a master plan for uh, Life Mind for £10. You don't have to And, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carl. This was definitely a very unique um, conversation. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for you and for having me on, on the show. Sure. Thank you. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.